It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. And we're back, everybody. Another edition of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com. It is indeed Matt Derry as the Pistons get ready for the Toronto Raptors coming to town on Friday and then the Phoenix Suns on Sunday before embarking on a four-game West Coast trip, Golden State, Sacramento, Utah, and Denver next week. We're brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink, our guest today. You see him on Bally's Sports Detroit, local legend, whether it was Clarkston or Michigan, and uh, former NBA player Tim McCormick is our guest today. You see him on the pre- and post-game shows on Bally Sports Detroit. Timmy Mack, how are you, sir? Hey, Diesel. Thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to the conversation. Always love talking basketball with you, Tim. Um, better basketball, certainly, on Monday, and then they get they, 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 the Pistons get throttled Tuesday, and it was kind of a tough back-to-back, but... Uh, go back to Monday. I mean, is that the best game you've seen Cade Cunningham play? Talk that third quarter. My gosh, that's what we all signed up for, right? Yeah, exactly. And what I liked the most is he got off to a slow start, and for a lot of guys, that will derail the rest of their night. But but he was um, he was very focused. He got better as the second half went on. And you know, one of the hidden keys that I like so much, and I've talked to. NBA players around the league. I've talked to his teammates. Everybody says the same thing. They love his pace. He doesn't get too rattled. He doesn't go too fast. He he kind of thinks the game and he seeks opportunities that make sense. Now, I, I do think that that he has been a little bit inconsistent. Great game, okay game. You know, I, I'd like to see at least very good every night because I think he's capable of that. But when when you're analyzing this team in the future, the big question I always have is who on the Pistons squad right now can develop into a legit starter on a playoff caliber team? And you have to start with Cade. And after that, that's when the questions start to get interesting. As someone who played the game and you did for many years, how difficult is it to miss a preseason, to miss the start of the regular season, and obviously the COVID thing, which none of us have gone through. But um, you know, as a former player, getting those sea legs under you, and especially when you're a young kid like that, how difficult is it? Well, I um, I can speak from experience. Only one time did I miss a majority of training camp. Um, I, I had a, a small cartilage tear. I only missed three weeks um you know today you'd miss six months but but i do know that by missing training camp missing exhibition games it seemed like i was playing catch up the whole year and i never really got it going and i had my worst professional year so i um i I expected that he was going to get off to a slow start i didn't expect the shooting to be so poor um i i do like the fact that he wasn't shy and he he wasn't you know he, he wasn't concerned about his numbers and his percentage because a lot of guys do he kept shooting um but I, I i do think that he's getting better and every time he goes around the league he's figuring out new strategies to try to take advantage of his skills since the new year the team has won four of seven uh certainly tuesday's game was was, was not good and then you're going to have some clunkers and chicago's an excellent team but what do you see tim as the difference since the new year turned here I, I would say that that Sadiq has become a more reliable number two guy, and and I, and I don't I don't know exactly why this was, but at the beginning of the season, it, it seems like Sadiq had 
worked the whole off season to try to develop new skills, a, a different attack, more off the dribble, more creating. And I also think he struggled with the fact that, you know, Jeremy Grant, I, I'm a fan. I like Jeremy a lot. And Kate Cunningham, the, the two of those guys, they really dominate the ball. It's in their hands a lot. And, and I think that with, with Jeremy out of the lineup, it's created more space, more ball movement, and the biggest beneficiary of that has been Sadiq Bey. Um, beyond that, I just, I just think you've got a lot of young guys that are starting to learn a little bit more. Their defense is still not very good, but it's better than it was. And so I think those are the two factors that I think have helped them win some games in 2022. And you mentioned we're talking to Tim McCormick from Valley's uh, Valley Sports Detroit. You see him on the pre and post game shows. Um, the, the, you know, to win that close game in overtime on New Year's Day with Sadiq hitting the three against the Spurs, you got to experience that as a young guy to to then kind of springboard you, right? I mean, it can't always be the close loss which this team has had really over the last two years. It's not like they get blown out a ton. They're they're in these games, but how important is it to get that win like it was on New Year's Day to kind of springboard them a little bit? Well, what what I noticed after that game is that the the Piston players all ran into the locker room except for Hami and Luca, and they they were pouring water bottles on Sadiq. (laughs) Those are the only three true roster players the Pistons had. That was maybe the most improbable victory of the entire NBA season. And the the other guys won the locker room because they probably don't know Sadiq and Hami and 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 Luca very well, but um, I, I think back to that game, and and it really crystallizes to me the fact that with Frank Jackson out, Kelly Olynyk, and Jeremy Grant, those are three really important key pieces that that I think if if the three of them would have been healthy the whole year, that that the Pistons could have six to eight more victories than they do right now, and that's that's pretty substantial. No, I think there's no question about it. Tim McCormick with me. Um, take me back to Sadiq Bey. He's playing the four, but and there's a little bit being made of that because Jeremy Grant is hurt, but this is such positionless basketball now, Tim. This isn't like the old days with you on the on the Sixers with Barkley and Ron Anderson and those guys. I mean, this is you know, Sadiq at the four, Sadiq at the three. Does that really matter? Well, I, I think that that wing position is quickly becoming the second most important in the NBA point guard is always at any level the most important spot but what you're looking at with small ball today is that you want that hybrid 3-4 that can cover multiple positions he can switch on to a big guy he can keep a point guard in front of him Um, a good ball mover does not stop the ball every time he touches it can knock down a three but can also take his man off the dribble can draw fouls and get to the line and, and Sadiq, I think, is more comfortable at the four. I mean, you look at him, the guy's ripped. He's strong. And, and he, can, he can cover a bigger player. He can, he can keep a lot of centers, you know, at bay for a, for a split second until somebody comes and helps. Uh, I just I, I think he's more of a four than a three, even though he can still play the three. But I, I just I like what I've seen from him at, at all levels of this game. You mentioned the defense getting better. Um, where, where does that come from? I know sometimes it's want and just moving your feet and, and, and the basics. But, uh, you know, back in the day when, when you, you and I were up at the Palace, it was Rasheed Wallace just the way that they talked. But it seems like the communication has been better uh, this last handful of games, right? 
It has, but you know the, the the truth is that the Pistons' defense has gone from from horrible to mediocre at times, and you, you are looking for improvement. And and that's just it's not a knock on the players; it's just the reality of when you've got really young guys, they're not going to know how to defend. They don't understand matchups. They don't understand how the referees call some things and not others. They don't understand that that they're going to get frustrated because they're going to get calls that veterans aren't. But when I say veteran, I, I want to reiterate the importance. You mentioned Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace would make this team so much better immediately, not because of of his his beautiful shooting, his rebounding, his intimidation. He would not be afraid to stand up in the locker room and call somebody out to get in somebody's face. Um, this Piston team is so lacking of a veteran presence that that can 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 speak the truth. The coaches can say whatever they want, but I, I will add this as well. When you look at the Pistons coaches, there aren't a lot of former players in that coaching room. And, and I, I'm a big believer that that players respect former players and they also respect veterans on their team that, that, that will speak the truth. So I think that's something else to address. Tim McCormick with me from Bally's as sports Detroit. You see him on the pre and post game shows, of course, former NBA player and great player, of course, at Clarkston and at U of M. Um, tell me about Hamadou Diallo and what you like. And just obviously like another guy that got off to a slow start, but Really, he's he's rounding into form and an athletic guy that they really need out on that wing, don't they? Right, and and earlier I I asked the question: Who on this team could potentially be a starter on a playoff team? Maybe not a playoff team, but a good team. Uh, when when I watch Hami play, I, I I know he's got to improve his perimeter game, but I love the relentless pursuit of the rim. He wants to get to the lane. He's a you know he's a good on-ball defender. He he can work on his off-ball defense for sure. Um, and and let me explain that, Matt. When you know from from my own experience, when when I when I played early in my career, um, I started basically my first five years, and and I realized when I got traded to Houston that I was good enough to be a good starter, a double-figure scorer on a bad team, a mediocre team. Um, but when I went to Houston, I was playing behind a guy named Akeem Olajuwon. And when I was traded to, to, <laughs> he, to Atlanta... He, he was wasn't playing. bad. No, he was good. And Moses <laughs> Malone in Atlanta. And the wake-up call to me was, okay, you've got to know your role. I'm good enough to be a center on a bad team and start, but on a good team, I've got to come off the bench. And so that's the delineation that I'm saying that... that Sadiq Bay is putting up really good numbers. Is he good enough to do that on a playoff team on a championship contender? Uh, pretty good example. How about Luke Kennard? You know, he, he he could start and he could play a meaningful role for the Pistons. But when you go out to the L.A. Clippers, then that changes and he becomes you know a bench spark guy, somebody that's going to you know play eighteen to twenty minutes a game and he's going to get four or five shots. So that's that's um that's what I'm talking about playoff caliber starter. You look at the energy that the, 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 the team brought on Monday against Utah and the Jazz, you know, some, some people were saying, oh, well, it was their last game on their East Coast trip. But, you, again, uh, you get up for some of those games. You're playing Donovan Mitchell and you're playing one of the better teams in the West. And Monday night was a lot of fun. I, I you, you saw some things there. And, again, it was another big big night for Sadiq Bay. But um, is there something to that, that all of a sudden the Pistons have 
some of their wins here this month, Milwaukee, Utah, those those are legit wins, and it seems like they have more bounce in their step those nights. Right. The, there's multiple things happening uh, over the course of a long season. You're going to have the really good teams that don't bring energy because they don't respect the Pistons. You can't help but look at the record and say, uh, you know, we've got this. Just let's roll out the ball. We'll take care of business and go home. Um, the, the Pistons played with a lot of energy. There's a lot of guys that are living their dream right now. They're so excited to be an NBA player. And, and you know, they, they, they look at going head-to-head with Donovan Mitchell as a really big deal. Uh, one thing technically X and O wise that I like is it seems like the Pistons are starting to amp up their screen game a little bit. They're playing a little bit more pick and roll. I like that. I think it gives Isaiah Stewart more of a role in the offense. Um, Trey Lyles, it gets him some space. I think he's a pretty darn good offensive player. So there, there, there's a lot of reasons for it. And it's going to be interesting to see how that materializes moving forward. It had to be fun for you. You're a Michigan guy, a, a fan. You do you do the the, the basketball podcast uh, in Ann Arbor too. To see Derek Walton up here, he belongs, and he's going to be back. What a great kid! And, and that was a great story uh, last month, wasn't it? It made me happy. I I like him. I've known him for a long time, and there there's a lot of there's a lot of guards that are on the small side that the scouts look down their nose at and say, "No, he's not big enough to play in our league." and they, they, they get written off. Uh, the, the COVID has been horrific in so many ways, but one of the things that has been beneficial is there's about 100 G League guys that have had a chance to audition and, and prove not only to themselves but to the NBA teams that, you know, I can do this. Give me another shot, and, and Derek Walton was one of them. He played really, really well, and I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, how he does with the crews. They've got They've got their game coming up um, against Grand Rapids. Um, I'm actually going to be calling the game against the Ignite in mid-February, so I, I'm keeping a close eye on the, the crews and how well they're doing. I, w- I will be at that. I will see you at Wayne State for the Ignite game uh, that night. I'll be there as well. Be a, it's been a lot of fun to watch what uh, Murph and, and certainly DJ have done um, with the crews. And that's that, Tim, that's good for the game, isn't it? I mean, you, you, these guys are ready to go when they've been called up. I mean, talk about the G League being so important this year. It makes sense, and I, I know Grand Rapids is not that far away, but for Isaiah Livers just to be able to, you know, it's part of his off night is to sit there and watch the NBA game, and, and he's he's getting a double dose of it. I, I am I, I'm a big fan. I think it's a very smart move, and I also think from a fan perspective, look, it, it's expensive for, for a family of four to go to a Pistons game to pay 50 bucks for parking the hot dogs and the soft drinks are expensive but you can see a really fun product and a good team by just going to wayne state and you're gonna you're gonna pay one tenth the price tell me about so uh friday night uh, toronto comes in fred van fleet you look up he's scoring 30 a night that's that's unbelievable How, how good is he playing and what do you think of this raptor team coming in well i um i think he's going to get a lot of credit as the most improved player in the league um, I haven't studied it yet, but just watching his consistency and, and with Kyle Lowry gone, he, he now has the, the onus on him to take the big shots and to force the action a little bit. Uh, Scotty Barnes has surprised me a bit. I thought he would be a good player, but, but not necessarily a rookie of the year favorite. Um, I, I like their team. I, I think they, they've gone through a lot. They've got, 
they've got a lot of pride and and they play defense really well i think that's a tough game for the pistons why there's a lot of teams that may look beyond the bad record toronto's not one of them they play really hard every game who's the best team you've seen tim so far there's a lot of candidates right now and in the eastern conference is the best it's been in in ages don't you think I do, and and I keep changing my mind, Diesel. I, I, you know, I, for for some reason, I I I feel like when it gets really close, that that we're going to see uh, Kyrie Irving get a shot and get another shot and and play um, at home. What they did to the Chicago Bulls, yeah, was an eye opener to me. I mean, the 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 Bulls beat the Pistons by forty seven, and they got crushed by the Nets. Uh, they, they've got a lot of upside. They've got some guys that are going to get healthy, and and I just I feel like when it comes right down to it, they're probably the best in the East. Yeah, I was watching too on Wednesday, and uh, you know Sharp is playing big minutes, and Cam Thomas. That that bench kept getting longer, and even even in the blowout, they uh, they sat the big three down, and they didn't miss a beat. That's that, that's a really deep team, and it's good it's good that the East is getting. I don't know, Tim. It's just there's some really good teams all of a sudden in the East. Cleveland is another one that just is a total stunner, you know. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland ha- has emerged as a you know a championship contender in three years, and I never would have thought I'd say that. Um, when when I I look at Milwaukee, man, if Brooke Lopez can get healthy, I, I think that they can repeat. Um, out west, there are so many talented teams that know how to play the game so well. Uh, I, I love the makeup of Phoenix, and I saw them last year, what they can do. But there's so many other teams that are darn good as well. So it really shapes up to be a wide-open race. But I, I do think that the, the, the team with the most balance and the most depth would have to be Brooklyn. Tim, always love talking to you, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Pistons Pod. Thanks, Diesel. Appreciate you. Tim McCormick with us here on the Pistons Pod, brought to you by our friends at Uptime Energy Drink. Check out Tim on the pre- and post-game shows on Bally Sports Detroit on all the Pistons of broadcast. Tim's on uh, kind of rotating with Grant Long and that crew and does a, a fantastic job. That'll do it for the show for this week. We're back again next week. Again, Pistons home for the Raptors on Friday and the Suns on Sunday. Go to Pistons.com for ticket information. We'll talk to you next week.